0: Okay, here's how to do Seth Rogen's voice. Yeah, take Santa Claus's laugh. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Now imagine Santa Claus eats a different kind of cookie. <laughs> 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 this is a crazy job. I just lay down chimneys and I deliver packages to kids and eat their cookies. <laughs> now you can do that. If you do Harrison Ford's voice... Let's take a ride on my plane. (laughs) And make that guy an Irish ship captain. You've got Liam Neeson. I don't know where we are. I don't know where we're going. I just hope I don't get taken. That's my time. Thank you.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Peace of Chaos. My guest this week, as you just heard, is Justin Ruppel. You may have seen him on America's Got Talent. Uh, he's a uh, voice actor. He's been uh, the voice of Toughnut, I believe, in How to Train Your Dragon. Starred in movies with Liam Neeson, in fact, and, uh, and others. He's just a great dude. We had a great conversation. Every time I see him, we talk comedy, and um, he's just one of the best. He's just one of the best around, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Justin Ruppel.
0: It is baby. I just, uh, I just got back from uh, doing some stuff with the bananas.
1: They're so funny. I was just talking to my wife about that. We were watching a regular baseball game. uh, And I was like, you know, they have a rule where if you, if the fan catches a foul ball, it's an out for the, for the bananas. And they ended a game with a fan catching a foul ball,
0: like Uh uh,
1: a few weeks ago. And, Like everybody went crazy and like carried the kid out on the on the field and it was awesome. Like that's right. I was like, that's that's fun, man. That's that's really good.
0: It'd be cool. That's exactly that's exactly the point, man, is it's it's supposed to be like um uh what they do is is say, Well, I mean we've done it this way for so long. Why why have it so you can't be involved. I mean, let's, if we're really honest, the reason you go to a baseball game is you want to catch a foul ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, everybody, that's the, 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 the more expensive seats are the ones closest to foul ball territory without you getting, you know, creamed. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Oh, I always bring a glove. Like man. the most, I, I always, if I have good seats, I've never got a ball.
0: Have you ever caught one? No. You've never caught I one? I
1: close a couple times. Uh, but, uh, Never got one. Um, I had season tickets for the Phillies for a few years, but like it was like a Sunday games package. So I've been to a yeah. lot of games. I've been to a lot of stadiums. I always try to sit you know, in that area. Um,
0: oh, man. I had a catch it is once. everything, brother. I
1: had a catch once with, with oh, a really? fielder um, with uh, Jason Wirth when he was on the Phillies ah. in the playoffs here.
0: So the so you had your mitt and he just threw to you and just you guys just played catch. Yeah, it
1: was like one or two back and forth uh while he was warming up. It was it was awesome. Um it's amazing, man. But uh that uh, that doesn't count as the foul ball thing, but well, it was pretty cool. Um I think he I was like the uh, only person wearing Phillies gear at at a Dodgers game. So he was like, "Ah, oh, there you go."
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny to find a Phillies fan anywhere, you know, cuz it's not yelling. Um,
1: <laughs> we travel. We travel. Uh,
0: oh, I bet you do. Um, no, the bananas. I was standing next to. I was in left field at this game that I went to. I got invited by the announcer. Uh, I didn't do any. Uh, I didn't do any work with them this time. I had done a couple games uh, doing some announcing for them. Nice. Um, but I just absolutely loved the atmosphere because yeah. it every every inning every in between there's an activation the batters are coming up to different songs um they're still playing baseball they're just asking it to be more showy yeah yeah you know yeah. and yeah but it's 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 baseball but it's not baseball the the rules of banana ball are um every inning i'm not i'm not gonna get them all right you can look them up but it's something to the effect of uh Every inning, the team that wins that inning is the team that scores the most runs that inning, but you only get one run anyway. So at the ninth, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, skin's rule okay. in golf, gotcha, right? Gotcha. You, you can win the hole so that it keeps it closer. Right. So as it gets to the ninth inning, you're like, well, it's four to four, you know? Right. Oh, man. And then in the ninth inning, if the home team ties it up and it's tied after the, the bottom of the ninth. Then it goes into sudden death. And it's one batter versus a pitcher and an outfielder. And he can throw it into the catcher. And then they eliminate, you know, then the outfielder's gone. Then the catcher's gone. Then the, it's just, and it, it, it goes down until like a victor is found. And it's just so much fun, you know? Like, it's like WWE without all the violence. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: It, it reminds me of, like, the Harlem Globetrotters with basketball, you know? Yes. Um, and it's just, it's it's amazing what they did from, like, the perspective of, like, getting people to pay attention to that team. Like, the origin story of that and social media is just so cool.
0: You so. know, they it's proof that if you have a, a dream and people laugh at you, but you just keep going, you know? These guys just uh, the, the the husband and wife team, the driving engine behind it. Jesse and Emily Cole uh, are like, oh my god, I I don't know how people have the energy to do what they do. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> when when they when they brought me in, they were like, all right, here's what you're doing. My head was spinning for two games, and I've been in entertainment for 17 years. Yeah. yeah. What they're doing is like Cirque du Soleil on steroids, uh, and mixed in with comedy, and yeah. and it's just you know it, every sport should have a version of this. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. don't take themselves so and, seriously, uh,
0: you know. Absolutely, because it does two things. One, it gives a lighter side to the sport that people already love. And two, it may bring people to that sport that would hate the seriousness of that sport. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Is because, you know, my, yeah.
1: Is it ahead. only there? So like they don't travel no, so and play other teams. Like, I, I don't know. Like, are they a minor league
0: team? They do. So they were a minor league team. Um, they were in, um, uh, a lower than single a ball league. Okay. Um, And they got out of that league to just make their own league. And their own league now is they play the party animals on the road where they play them in Grayson stadium in Savannah. Uh, And, you know, so it's
1: the same two teams all the time. They just go as this.
0: It's the generals and the, it's the generals and Uh, the the globe trotters at this point, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't question their ability to do anything. Let me put it that yeah. way. I, I am not the innovator in, um, uh, base. You know, in baseball, I can't do that. But, man, that's cool. That's uh, yeah.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, that's really fun. I didn't know you were involved with them. I just liked your hat. Um, that's fun though.
0: Yeah, it's a well. I, I'm involved in them the same way that you know, if you you did a a, a school visit at Harvard and got the shirt, you get. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. get to say you went to Harvard. I didn't, the, but the administration team was like, "Boy, we sure liked you." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know that that's what that's what it represents. I mean,
1: it'd be what fun sport to have you in you, the booth, like.
2: Oh, bro! You know, like, yeah.
1: On the on the mic, announcing a game oh, as so that, many different people like, you're that's amazing.
0: You're reading my mind. Yeah. That would be. I mean, it's it's all about scheduling too. And man, again, I didn't realize just how hard baseball specifically travels. Mm. Like growing up, I was like, yeah, 162 games. A Wait, lot. 162 games, and 81 of those games of the regular season are on the road not to mention the preseason which is in a city that you don't live Yeah, Yeah. you know for a month and a half
1: it's a grind and a half man
0: that is 90 games out of town guaranteed 95 96 days on location at those places plus add another 10 days traveling to those so that's of your year one third of your year, straight up traveling.
1: Yep. Yep. Nah. And not, nah. I, I mean, it's once you're a pro, uh, it's probably fairly good accommodations and whatnot, but everybody else, it's buses and <sighs> shitty hotels. Oh. Like it's oh. not easy. Oh, to man.
0: They, they, the, the Bananas are are doing as best as a minor league team could bo- possibly do. But yeah, they're not the Yankees. Yeah. And even if you are the Yankees, I don't know if I could do 120 days of the year in, you know, 89 hotels.
1: It's a hell of a gig, That's, that's, woo. It's a hell of a gig. Uh, I
0: did, I did some time on a cruise ship, uh, working for the the cruise ships. And the longest I did was 12 weeks. Straight. Straight. Wow. But that is what? That's uh, three months, three months, three months. Yeah. 90 days. But that wasn't like, what am I saying? That's exactly what it was. Oh my God. What am I talking That's about? That's crazy. Holy, holy hell! Well, it's not as much as the, the staff, the staff. I would go up and talk to the staff because, you know, you, you need, you needed somebody to identify with because everybody else is on vacation and you're
1: working. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you, you go up to like the, the service staff, Oh my God. They're like, well, uh, it's five months on, you know, yeah. three weeks off and you're like on the boat and like, Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a life, dude. I, I, I could see it being really fun for people for a while, you know, like, it, yeah, what a way to see the world, you know, like you're going to see gonna it. You're going to work in a restaurant anyway.
0: It. Absolutely. A That's a, you know, yeah. that's a really great point. If, you know, if, if you're, if, if the level of work you want to do is, is restaurant work, then it doesn't get much better than going to one of the really good cruise ships. Cause man, you're right. You're like, yeah, I, I, I do fine dining. Where in Alaska, Bahamas, everywhere, uh, man. To- Tokyo, you know, <laughs> that's, some, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: You're right. I mean, it's, I, uh, I spent some time in the Caribbean when I was younger, Um and I had a bunch of friends who, like, lived there and worked there and did did things there that were, I think, just, man, inspiring that they did it in their 20s. Like, instead of just being a bartender in the city you're in, they went to the fucking Caribbean and became a bartender.
0: Right, And right. I didn't... Like, <laughs> wow. Like... I didn't do it in my 20s. I didn't have the courage to do that in my 20s. Everything I had courage to do was in my 30s. That was my courage. To
1: yeah. It's, it's but, pretty but awesome. But you went there
0: and in, in the, how long did you spend in the Caribbean? So
1: I would go for like two week stints uh, and just hang nice. out. Like my bu- one buddy lived on a boat and he, dude, this dude, <laughs> this dude is incredible. Like he took that little boat that he lived on and sailed right. it from the Caribbean to San Francisco.
0: Through the, oh my God. through the
1: Panama Canal, like
0: no, nope. a little nope. sailboat it took him nope. nine
1: months, dude. Like,
0: no, nope. nope, I'm not doing that. It, I, it, I'm saying nope, as in like there's no amount of money on this planet. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm saying
0: seriously. I, I mean, like, if it, it was it just him or like with somebody else, he or, had or, a yeah, cat like and
1: a, and another dude, and they
0: no, they, no. Fuck no. Yeah. Your, your, your buddy is the is a real gangster. He
1: is a fucking gangster.
0: Like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, no, I the limited time I did with those ships was enough. We had a couple of minor storms in Alaska Ooh. to where I remember sitting in a porthole and watching us kind of just oh, mm, no. and the wave. Would you couldn't see above the wave in the porthole, and you know the captain, of course, has no fear. You know, ice, ice in the veins. Yeah, and they're like, "Uh, "This no problem." We've done all. So I'll stabilize us. We stabilize just fine. We'll be totally fine. And you're like, I. I I was doing it drug free, by the way. Like I didn't, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking weed. I wasn't doing, I had no prescription medication. It It was in real life. Yeah. I don't recommend raw dogging, uh, (laughs) like on that level. I mean, (laughs) and it was lonely too. Yeah, It was the, the only way I had, I had one friend aboard and he was the cruise ship director and every day it was almost like he was, he was this, he's the sweetest man. I'm still friends with him to this day, but like he would call me he would wake up, he'd call the room. Good morning. I'm going to bring coffee. by. And like, I don't want to get up. No. It is just cause there's, you don't have to do anything for five days. Yeah. And it's Alaska in the summer. Yeah. And so it's like always daytime. So it never gets to night. You'll wake up and it's, it's, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, it was a test. It was like the universe went, I said, hey, I really want to be a comedian. And they're like, yeah, how <laughs> much?
1: Try this. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We'll give you the, a theater with your name behind you and cameras and spotlights and a, a crew and nobody on land will know. Yeah. No, nobody you're out there by yourself. It is it is a real was it a, I learned so much I was much. gonna say, you must have just gotten so good. Like so good. What is really interesting is that I I there is something you learn from going to a comedy club, right? There's like um I I listen to a fair bunch of podcasts that's just yeah, like same. What we're doing, I I I can't get enough of this, you know, comedians talking to each other, yeah, yeah, because we're always the outside looking in, right? And so there's a whole bunch of casts, and they're like, it doesn't matter, Sam, you know, or Rogan or Theo, they're all saying, you know, you got to go to clubs, and you got to get out there, and you got to go to clubs, and I'm like, well, what you got to do is do comedy,
1: yeah,
0: and each, each audience has its own unique set of difficulties. For example, there's a whole bunch of club killers, right? Who, uh, I, I love that I would go into a dark basement to see every day of the week. Mm -hmm. But if I said, all right, how much did you get last night to do that? Yeah. You know, uh, 700 bucks, maybe a thousand dollars. If I sold out the room, I got to do that two times a night. Maybe I'm, or $5,000 for the weekend, you're like, great. Yeah. Uh, there are corporations and the United States government, the military, um, teams, private parties that will pay you 20, 30 times that. Yeah. If you can make a very specific group of people who aren't in a comedy club uh-huh. and who still need to laugh just as bad, yeah. if you can make them laugh, you know, and yeah. Yeah. And some people will say that that's not, yeah, well, that's not whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of like saying, I only play football in a dome mm-hmm. on proper grass that's been, you know, properly fertilized. You're like, yeah, comedy is just like football it should be played on Soldier Field with snowing and raining yeah. and it's muddy yeah. and the elements. Sometimes it's hot, yeah. sometimes it's cold. So there is something to, you know, you, I think every comic wants to be like good at everything, but there is some people who are better at some things and some people that are better at other and others. And if you figure out which one you're good at, yeah, you know, kind of hover around there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I think a lot of it too, is the mindset of that comic in particular on, on that subject too. Cause it's one thing to yeah. to just kind of bitch about it, and it's another to be like, <laughs> you know, like, that is a whole different skill, and holy shit, like,
0: yeah.
1: in the, in a, you know, yeah. in a theater, it's a whole different skill. You're getting a new Probably. audience of, of people every week. Uh, That's right. And, you know, the thing that I found really interesting, and I'm sure that you've come across this a bunch, every time there's people that have never been to a comedy show before. That's right. And you're just like, wow. Okay. So they don't know mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. really bad can be. Uh, right. They don't know no. that like, it's the literally the first time they're seeing it. And that's a lot of people. And a lot of people don't go over and over again or often mm-hmm. enough, like once a year, mm-hmm. twice a year, cause it's expensive. It's a big deal. You got babysitters you and all it. that shit. So it's like, okay, they're on a cruise ship. They don't even have to go to the comedy club. They don't have to nope. pay to be in there.
0: They could, they could fall into your show.
1: Exactly. Like it's like, holy shit! And you're gonna see them later on the ship walking around.
0: You're gonna eat with
1: them. <laughs> like it's a whole, a whole new for,
0: skill. <laughs> Sometimes you're forcibly doing that. You know what I mean? Like it's. I'll give you. I'll give you two. Uh, Two bipolar opposites <laughs> of, of being on a cruise ship. Okay. The first one is exactly what you'd expect. I was with my buddy. I, I got to bring a friend. I got, I got a buddy on a boat. And he's like, man, what's it like being on here? And I'm like, well, I'll come see the show. And he not. And it was one of those nights I've been on for like six weeks already. And I was, I did really well. And it was a 1600 seat theater. And so afterwards I was like, it feels good, you're warm you know, walking up to the cruise line up to the Lido deck to get your food and I was like, let's go do what I like to call the walk of gratitude, because people walk by and they're like, hey, hey, hey whoa hey, good, sir. some jokes, yeah. I'm like yeah, it feels good Yeah. I sit down, and I'm like I wonder if these people notice, and they look over and they share something, they're like oh my god, I, I know your movies, I know this and this I'm, I'm like I'm really feeling that and they go, and we're here this uh, this whole trip, this is like, my whole family and they introduced me, I'm getting real and they're like, and we're all here because uh, dad has cancer uh. and I'm like <laughs> oh god yeah and and they all now they, the woman who's telling me went from like the happiest to now she got choked up, yep. now I'm getting choked up, now we're all sitting there choked up and now we're like, we're hugging each other Right, and uh, I look over, and uh, they're like, you know what? I'm just going to let. They said, "Why don't you go back to enjoying your night? This has nothing to do with yeah. you." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" I, you know, and we walk away. I'm crying now. <laughs> and Cody, and Cody, my buddy's like, "Yeah, this is where the cruise ship is like." Like, <laughs> like, and then the next one is I, I went on, uh, I went on, oh, I've gone three different um, companies. One of them, uh, I don't want to say what it was, but uh, uh, there's a there's a there's a Disney pirate movie in the name.
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you.
0: I got gotcha. you. Anyway, anyway, so I'm on the ship, and this guy is uh, he's got one of those big buttons that says like Admirals Admirals Club or something, which means like they've been around. Yeah, they've been on. Uh, something like 20, 20 trips. So that's a lot, you know, and he's got this big can of fosters and I'll never forget this. He walks up to me and I apologize to my Australian listeners out there. <laughs> um, cause he walks up and he goes, Oi! you're the comedian, right? Yeah. He goes, Nice to meet you. so I was here at your show last night and the show before that one. I said, oh, you want you me to sign? ah, let me finish. Now, I saw you do. Now yeah, in 42 minutes. Mike, you don't have 15 minutes. What? You've got 12. <laughs> you've got, you've got 12 good minutes. And that's it. Now. Wow. That's not your problem, okay? <laughs> what what you have here is a case of a really great agent who has forced you into the cruise ship life too early, all right? You don't have it. Someday, right, you will. You'll come back here 15 minutes at a time and you'll add it up because that was shit. <laughs> 15 minutes, not shit, all right? and just walked away didn't even allow me to rebuttal just went you know I was like yeah, 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 sheets and (laughs) the worst part man, is that he was so close to right (laughs) like Uh, it wasn't that I didn't have an hour or whatever it's that the the show he saw was so miserable yeah and it was so bad and the reason why is because it's called a um, transatlantic cru- trans trans um whatever transam, you can cross America all the way to another country and get off in in a whole another continent, huh. but it can't be in North America. So you have to go all the way across the transcontinental? Atlantic. So it's a- Thank you, transcontinental cruise. Right. So it is. It's a two and a half week cruise. Jeez. So this guy saw me. Three times, <laughs> <laughs> wow! And you know, like, uh, and the third time, I, I I remember bringing it the third time, and I brought it, and later on, he's like, "Little Banner? mm-hmm still not, still not all the way there."
1: How I wonder who it was. You don't know who it was. Who, who the guy was? Yeah. No, just some asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's just, that's like that's like a pretty amazing that he would say that like right. ballsy and to notice that right. you have 15 good minutes inside of that right. is also at least a big fan of comedy it, uh, it, yeah here know? it's
0: like, it's the br- it's the brutalness of knowing that like there's this charlatanism you know like the the, the fear of being found out what is it yeah not charlatan it's uh yeah, where, where, the where, they, where you don't... Imposter syndrome, Man. thank you. That everybody fears. And this guy just walked up and was like, oh, I can see fake," in <laughs> it. You're like, oh! <laughs> That's amazing. You bastard. That's amazing. Uh, and what's really <laughs> funny is as has such a, a great, deep, manipulative burn on any entertainer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It it makes me even think to this day that if I really wanted to screw with like Christian Bale, right? If I ever saw him at a party, I could just walk up and be like, "We all know your phone." (laughs) You're not an actor. You just some guy who can you know fake his non English accent. But you know, I'm cool with it. I like your movies. Most of them. (laughs) And to like, neg down somebody, you know, like that negative attitude and just like, "Mm, take the knees out from underneath you. Especially artists, you're like, oh, it's so easy to cut us down. It
1: sounds like another comic talking to you.
0: Could have been. Well, in my head, I've made him Jim Jeffries.
1: See, now if it was Jim Jeffries... You're not upset.
0: <laughs> oh, my. You know? Here's the deal. <laughs> oh, I hated the show. Oh, I hate this show. I hate your job. Yeah, you've got good hands. So I'll fuck him.
1: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's so yeah, funny. That would dude. be, yeah. Yeah.
0: That, dude, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that, that is, that is a long time and you're trapped on the boat with your audience. That is uh, a whole other skill. The whole other skill set, and
0: it's and it's kind of like um, you have what 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 the people who are good at uh, the cruise ship comedy are taught taught me at least is that they can look out at an audience and surf better than anybody else. Yeah, because they if they step in it or they're like this reference is lost on these international travelers, they will dodge around it the same way uh, a comic who's really great at crowd work can be like, Ooh, I stepped in it there, not here, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you can't do crowd work. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah
1: international. I forgot about that. That's another thing. Good God.
0: Bro, English is yeah. the second oh, language. It, most times, yeah. most times. And there is a few things you're not allowed to talk. Can't talk about drugs. Can't talk about sex. Can't swear. I uh, can't talk about God. Can't talk about politics. Can't talk about any form of religion. Specifically, anything outside your own. Um, you cannot talk about the ship's captain. You cannot talk about the, uh, the ability for anybody to question their safety. If there was a problem aboard the ship, you cannot address it. If there was a wind or wave problem, that cannot be addressed. The rudder systems or the buoy, like the stabilizing, if that goes off and everybody's like rocking back and forth tonight, like, ah, it's a little extra shaky tonight, that's how you get off that fucking boat. Wow. Right there. All that stuff cannot be mentioned. And for that, for that, if you can dance through all those lines and still make an audience laugh and say nice things about you you get paid more than the club. (laughs) Holy shit. So that's like the give and take, right? But meanwhile, a club, it's the perfect setting. Most times if it's filled up, like it is in a, in a casino, in a, um, in a cruise ship, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Greatest sets you've ever had are in a stuffed club. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the right. Oh man, you know they all know what's coming. They're all, you know, comedy fans. Boy, that's a gonna be that's gonna be a good night. Everybody has a great show. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's so interesting. It it is a whole other gauntlet. That's amazing. Like, you think you'll do it again? You gonna keep doing it? Uh,
0: here's what I've learned to appreciate. If it's a new challenge, I haven't done. I'll try to say yes to as many of those as I can. Yeah. Because um I used to think and I don't know if this was like you too, I I think a lot of people who got into stand up or music or, you know, the the back end of uh entertainment like what we do podcasting yeah. and post work and stuff like that, we may have started out in sports because we wanted to be constantly making something new, a new opportunity to like, um, all right, it's a new game today. We gamify stuff, right? And, um, you didn't necessarily, athletics wasn't necessarily the end game game wise, but there is a game game to this. And I'm not saying I get really good at a game, but I like playing as many new games as possible. And if You know, if I I would I I would there's a part of me that says, oh, yeah, I'd love to have 25 club dates a year, but I would rather have 15 club dates, 15 small theaters or, you know, like unique theater spaces, 10 colleges. 10. I'd rather it be different and challenging and cool and like, what are we doing here? What's going on? You know, because then. Uh, maybe this is speaking like a drug addict, <laughs> but man, if it's the, it's not getting me off, you off. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I worked at a club, I worked at a club, um, for two and a half two years, and I was the host there every night. And this was a really big club early in my career, and every th- these were all celebrities in Seattle coming through. Yeah it was Sebastian Maniscalco and Kevin Hart and Patrice O'Neill and all these guys in like 2008. Yeah. So I didn't have to do shit. I just had to sit there and be like, you guys ready? And they, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I did a thousand plus shows and it was to the point where every time I'd go on stage, I'd crush and I knew "Mm, something Mm. that's half that's, you know, a lot of that's the environment. Yeah. And it's the celebrity situation. And so it's not like I had to Oh, I'm tired of this. No, I'd love to do that again, but not you know, you had Filet Mignon every night for two years. You're like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what does chicken taste like again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You get spoiled. You get spoiled. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, you've um you know, it was so fun to see you the other night. Um
0: I just Oh bro, that show. That show was very fun.
1: I had such a good time. I, I'm i so glad Brian finally fucking took the initiative to pull that together because we tried like twice during the pandemic and then shit would spike. Yeah. And you'd be like, nah, can't find a venue, masks, all that shit. Yeah. So like it just was gone. I mean, it was gone for five years. So when I saw he put that up, I was just like, well, I got to go. Like I got to. Oh, I did go, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then he asked me to to go up. I was like, yeah. Cause I haven't since March of 2020 and <laughs> I just, Oh, like, just
0: how did that feel? How did that oh, feel? man?
1: It was incredible. It was incredible. Like,
0: it, yeah, I, I, I mean, let me, that's cause that's a, such a unique feeling to go from you were doing it a lot to then all of a sudden, nothing.
1: Dead stop. For three years. Dead stop. Yeah. Dead stop. Yeah. Uh,
0: so like, could you, afterwards were you just, just racing for a while did you write new jokes that night or yeah
1: yeah I was just <laughs> yep. I, it it's um it was crazy it felt so good and what a perfect way to do it like I felt so comfortable like I know it was a new spot but like I felt this ownership on comedy ahoy like yeah. I did so many of those shows yep. that like I knew yep. not to give a shit like in a way yep. you know what I mean
0: I couldn't agree with you more, and you know what's interesting it's that's that's the that's the magic, yeah, isn't it? yeah, I mean, when somebody talks about somebody being really great at something, really what it is is they care less about being good at it and more like I just want to have fun with it,, yeah. and the fun of of whatever the thing is makes you good, God. you know
1: that night i what I missed, honestly, oh. dude, was laughing that hard for that long of a time straight. So oh, like,
0: dude.
1: I was dying. <sighs> like when when Andy Peters, like oh. just in the middle of nowhere, says, Wait a minute, you don't know who <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is?
0: He said that best Jeff Goldblum is <laughs> bleeding out here for you. You don't know I don't know Jurassic Park. Get him <laughs> out of here. What do you, Julian? Level?
1: Oh my God! You don't know
0: Jeff the Fly, the Fly. You don't know the big chill, and I'm out here. And then he does his three and spoon
2: impressions.
0: I know. I know. But, by the way, there is again. I love that. Guy. I had, I went up there. I was I I, I forgot how wonderful that show was. And I turned to my buddy Cody, who just again, I bring with me to a lot of shows. Oh, yeah. and I met Cody. He, road, road gigs with. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he was the one on the cruise ship. And also I turned to him and I go, like, ooh, it, and I and only occasionally or do I get a confident hair up my butt to go, okay, you ready? Give me five topics. <laughs> and he just threw out five topics like, uh, it was a game of Mad libs. And then that's what my set was that night. Yeah. Because when the waves are that perfect, you know, <laughs> the guy before me had a great set. The guy, the girl before him had a great set. You had a good set. Brian had a good set. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. And I'll be damned. Andy was like, Oh shit. That was a good set. Watch this. Yeah, It was and so fun. I turned, I remember, I remember when I saw him going in, I did one of his old bits to his face. And he's like, I forgot about it. and and then you could see him going oh man they don't know about wait there's more you could add and you got his he we're always just kids you know and i knew andy but when we were kids like 23 24 yeah and so like he went up there and was like like a part of him just turned into a kid again and he just went Just that full energy, Andy Peters. Just ah, it was so fun. It was so fun. Smart and final. (laughs) His bit about smart and final. (laughs) I'm smart. This is final. We're doing it. (laughs) I yeah. It was
1: it was glorious, dude. Uh, And just you know, uh, uh, yeah.
0: I had a but then again, see that. But that's that. That goes to my point, right? Like the. The uh, What do you call it? The purists would go. Where were you guys? Out on a back deck? Yeah. In a parking lot next to the street? Yeah. And I remember during They're the
1: much.
0: pandemic <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where we were. I remember during the pandemic, everybody was uh, or everybody, uh, there was a faction of comedians who were on their podcasts going, you know what? I'm not going to dare. I'm not going to go something. I'm not going to have somebody honk at me. I'm above uh, that. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, you know what? Give me a damn microphone. I'll do it wherever you got it. And they're like, well, it's not real. I don't care. I go to I, it. When it was like, I, I, when, when I go to Starbucks and I want a breakfast sandwich and they don't have the breakfast sandwich I want, I'll take whatever they have. <laughs> I want the goddamn sandwich. <laughs> And I don't walk away going, this wasn't what I want. No shit, Sherlock. I wanted the Gouda. yeah, The bacon Gouda <laughs> croissant sandwich. They didn't have that, so I got the turkey bacon. We I mean, look,
1: It is. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, pre-pandemic, was very snobby about the room. Like, you did all three of the rooms that right? I built. So that, oh, yeah. that, you know, comedy Hoy, there's nothing I could do about it. It's a bar. Then I did that, yep. that. Then I did that one, that bottle cap one, and it, the room was way yeah. too big, like way too big and shiny. It was awful. <laughs> it was just awful, uh, like the worst. Um, and then uh, brewing comedy was my favorite. Like we had a perfect All little right. room there. Um, it was great. And like towards the end of the run, he just he was successful, so he kept blowing walls out. So the room kept getting bigger mm. and bigger. And by the last time, right before the pandemic, the room was, I was like, this is awful. This room is way too big. I have to like reconfigure. I have to get a bigger sound system. Like I got to build a stage. This sucks now. um, You know,
0: the price of success.
1: But now like it's opened up the thought of doing a, a show on that patio. I, you know, never in a million years would I have thought that that would be okay. You know? Right but now it's like that's well, pretty I, good I, you know like aside, aside uh, from the occasional absolutely. like car motorcycle noise or police officers flying by like but it's it just is what it is it doesn't matter it,
0: it is what it, it is what it is and um maybe <sighs> you need a, you need some sour to appreciate the sweet yeah. and we had two plus years of maybe you'll never get it again. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll never get to see this again. And I remember it was a joke that was too hard for people to to understand, but I, my dad and, you know, people who fear for my livelihood as a comedian, because they're like, what are you doing, man? This is such a, <laughs> you know, because they're like, a, it's stressful. Yeah. B, it's not guaranteed money. See, there's not a lot of people get to do it for the guaranteed money or any money at all. And, you know, on top of that, why is there so much, so much risk. And so on top of that, during the pandemic, I, I remember coming back and being like, boy, let me describe my job to somebody post pandemic. My job post pandemic is thus. Hi, my name is Justin Ruppel. Here's what I do for a living. I, I, get in a small car with a stranger who drives me to an airport full of strangers. I get in a consolidated tube full of possibly sick people. I travel for five to six hours in this tube, get off that tube, get into another tube with a strange person, go to another small car in a small area, get into a small hotel into other places that people have slept. Can't guarantee that they've actually cleaned that area. Then I go stand in front of, if I'm lucky, two to three hundred people who are crammed shoulder to shoulder next to each other, facing right at me. And if I do my job correctly, they hack, laugh and spit at me for an hour and a half in a small ceilinged low ventilation room, three times a night, yeah. 20 weeks a year. Yep. High risk. That is a high. Yeah. So there was a good chunk of time. I was mourning for about half of 2020 and almost through 2022 where I'm like, yeah, we may not, that may be the end of it. We,
1: How could we go and, back there, and there was nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there was nothing I liked more than live performance. So when it came back, when it came back, even at all, yeah. I had, I had no qualms and, and I told both my scared, people in are like they're never going out again or my super you know everybody in your face take your mask off friends I'm like look man I'm going to go back out just for the sake of concerts and comedy um, because that's the most important yeah. thing I can think of and uh, that's the only and it, it reset mm. everything for me because I'm like oh that's how much I really did love it yeah yeah Shit, I'm like I, I started taking anti-anxiety medication to be like you know there were times in my life that kept me from going out places because I was so socially anxious I'm like fuck that nope 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 I I talked to my version of the universe or yeah. whatever I talked to myself and went fuck it what's the one thing I could promise if if it comes back I, I promise I'll never not go again yeah. and I'll be damned yeah fuck yeah you got to you got a parking lot you got a you got to show a band I've seen a thousand times in a venue I've seen. Thir- I'm, there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm yeah. there.
1: Do you think? I feel like it's way bigger now, like way bigger than before. People appreciate it so much more. I just don't know how long that's going to last. But Ooh. like, I I feel like I went to a few concerts re- like in the last year. Just it was. I was like, oh my god, how did we live so long without this? Like your chest thumping and just.
0: Yes, God,
1: it's so good. I,
0: I have, it's so good. I, we, we, we in our household, we refuse to, to. We treat the we treat our concert budget like the American war machine. <laughs> you know, it's not on. It's not on the actual budget. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's other things that. Well, what's this black dot over here? Mm, don't look at live concerts.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's gotten crazy expensive too. It's it's crazy I don't, expensive. Like,
0: it's so here, stupid. Here's the... I am now... I don't know how old you are and I don't want to because I don't want to say my age. <laughs> but I am now at that age where I grew up in Seattle during a time in which people are like, oh, you grew up in Seattle? When? And I say the generation and they go, so you could have seen Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I could have. <laughs> but I was like 15. Yeah, And instead... I was seeing, you know, cherry Poppin' and daddies and, you know, Phil Collins and Paul Simon. <laughs> and while those are great bands, I could have seen them into my twenties at my teenage angst years because I, I should have been out, Yeah. you know? So, well, those band, the, the bands that are still left watching Chris Cornell die, Yeah. you know, and every, he wasn't even on drugs. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man. Yeah. They're, there ain't much time left. Every band that I'm still, if I, if the following phrase comes out of my mouth, they're still together, then I'm going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Dude, Uh, you know, Jacob Givens, right? Of course. So him and I play in a, in a nineties cover band called Temple of the Dads. And it's (laughs) all nineties covers and it's so fucking fun.
0: Uh, uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Temple of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> My kids go hungry. <laughs> My kids go hungry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a good I'm time love But it. I'm guessing your drums, ba- yeah. based on what's behind.
1: It. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some links. But uh, it's so much fun, dude. That music is just yeah, so much fun.
0: Well, I will say this: I'm not an incredibly good or in 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 depth knowledge student of music to the point where i can like spout off about music theory but i have a friend who is the guy who was touring with me and he went to school for music and we we were making fun of pop music you know like every pop song is really these four chords like the you know four chords of you know apocalypse or whatever <laughs> um uh, Pachelbel's Canon and D you know or all, all the pop music that came out of orchestral movements and then we're like well this is the origin well this is the origin of jazz and this is the origin of um, uh, rock and we, we talked about all this stuff and we're like so basically they just heard this and turned it into this and they just heard this and turned it into this and so then we got all the way up to grunge right? Yeah. And we were like, they just heard what did they hear? Because we couldn't, they heard rock, and we're like, right, but we put two and two things together everywhere else, and it wasn't punk, because yeah. it certainly wasn't, uh, it was much darker, and we we're like, we, did they meet Gregarian Chance? Like, what the hell did they meet? To find weird drop D tuning and you know like extremely haunting non melodic like I don't know how these drug addicts like Alice in Chains listen to Alice oh in God, Chains dude. and think how did Lane Staley and um, oh forgive me his uh, his harmony singer on bass how did those two Jerry Cantrell numb nuts Jerry Cantrell Jerry Cat. How, how did they come up with that unbelievable wow, 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 wow you know god yeah ah oh. and it like 22 by the way yeah and deep, deep and like lyrics,
1: crazy deep lyrics like unbelievable
0: the rooster Shit. yeah and to think back and to be like tool tool formed when they were all in their early 20s and I'm like I'm just you know what am I doing yeah you know? <laughs> What, what am I doing? I, I remember I, I went, um, golfing at a whole, a par three course that I go to all the time in, um, Studio City. And one day I got paired up with Boat Burnham. Oh my God. And he was, yeah, he was still like 22 at the time. Right. And I was like, I was enthralled by him at, well, he was 22 and I was like, I want to say 33 maybe. And, I was like looking at his brain. Like it's this beautiful, like how, how did, how, Yeah. and damn it, Matt, he was nice <laughs> and, and funny without trying yeah. and not being himself on stage and would not say a mean thing about any comic or anybody. And I'm like, Oh yeah, he's that he's just that good. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I, I'm i lucky to be alive in the time that he exists. Yeah, he's, you know.
1: That special he did during and COVID there, was a masterpiece.
0: I, there are a few things that I respect so much in this world, I think I may only ever see them once. Hmm. You know, I think I may only ever see the awakenings with Robin Williams and, and Rob, and Robert De Niro. Once. Yeah. It was so good that, like, I, (laughs) you know, like, there's some things, his special, I've always thought the highest mark of art is, can you make me laugh? Can you make me cheer? Can you make me angry? And then at the end, can you make me do all of them and then cry? With just praise for what I witnessed. And I'm like, that inside was you know it's a it's a shame that we have to call it a stand up special uh-huh. because it it's just so much more and that is why i i get mad at purists because mm-hmm. screw you you know this guy just put a masterpiece together and there were no
1: rules no rules
0: no there were no rules he he made up his own rules yeah. you know to quote the waiting he made his own penis show game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! <clears throat> yeah, man. So funny. What do you like better, or maybe what do you think about like when you think about doing? Because you have a real. I think you have a really hard job, uh, like a, a level up on doing stand-up, because you have to figure out how to make very iconic things funny like it's almost like a mm-hmm. handicap but a skill you know mm-hmm. what i mean like,
0: mm-hmm. like <clears throat> y- it is that's a that's a really good observation cuz if if you're going to try to the wider you shoot your shotgun the more you have to um the more you have to dance between those lines you know and um i occasionally envy my my favorite comedians that can go just right down to one little niche group and only perform to them and oh if I could find it, I that'd be great. I don't know what that is though. You know, like that's not but um and what's even weirder is technology and the culture has changed even the way I can do that. Mm-hmm. Because um to call some people would like to say that the word observational is meaning what I think they mean by observational comedy is what is zeitgeist popular, um, relatable material. Uh, and like, can you talk about things that everybody should be able to talk about? Yeah. And that even now, because of the way we watch entertainment and how apart our lives can be with one another it's very hard to find uh yes you know this thing you eat this food yeah, yeah you listen to this music you watch this show whereas in the beginning of entertainment uh there was only a few channels there was only a few yeah producers of film yeah. so uh only a few records a year so you were like
1: everybody knows what you're know. talking about yeah Right.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's um one of the new part you know like I people who think they got me in a bind are like, hey, you doing impressions. I bet that sucks now that AI is around. And I'm like, here's what's so funny to me: there was a time in which people performed comedies, comedies, not stand up comedies plays in the park because we didn't have microphones and we had amphitheaters and people didn't cup their hands around their, you know, they just belted it out. And so you had to project and the essence of comedy had to be screamed. Well, a microphone makes it. So a thousand new opportunities happen and abilities you can use but it also makes the person who was really good at doing this completely useless. Right. Yeah. Or, or that guy's like, come see me. Cause I'm the only one who can. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? There's going to be enough for everybody. Yeah. It's and what, what not only is it not a zero sum, but when it comes to stuff like AI and when they're talking about like, um, impersonations or, um, you know, art and, you know, the AI can do this very quickly. It can be perfect. And I'm like, right. That is that what you want from your art? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Because as far as I can go back in time, that's the death of art. Yeah. Right. Nobody wants perfect. And so when, when people are like, well, yes, but now this thing can do perfect. And you're like, okay, okay. And they're like, well, you could do imperfect. And you're like, yes, but here's the problem. You can feed somebody soylent green, right? Cause it's people yeah. and they'll like it until people find out it's soylent green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like when they're like, yeah, well, uh, you know, the AI can do it. Right. Well, I'm not going to like a movie if I found out that AI did it. Yeah. And I might like it until I find out that AI did it. Yeah. But then I'm not going to like it afterwards. And people will be like, well, why not? That's because I and human beings, the reason we like art, and this is going to, this is a little deep, but because we want you to suffer.
1: Yeah.
0: There are other things you could be doing. Yeah. Humanity. You could be surviving. You could be breathing. You could be, you know, sleeping, fucking, running in a field but instead you're painting away at some piece of thing and when we look at that thing where we watch you dance or sing or perform we know yeah that costs you yeah that costs you yeah. and you're kind of going now judge me mm-hmm. you know and we get to sit back and judge you and ai doesn't die. It can't get embarrassed. It has no feeling. And so when they're like, you know, it could get perfect. It could be fooling. Fuck fooling me. I don't care about being fooled. Yeah. I want to know that it can die. Yeah. That's what makes art beautiful yeah. is that the artist can die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a screwed up thing to say. Yeah. But, you know, who cares if it can do it perfect? Who cares if it can impress me? Will it die?
1: The live thing. And the only happening now thing is the thing that'll never go away. You know, um, who wants to like, you've been to, uh, uh, I went to a a really good concert, but also not great because I was just like, well, there were no musicians really on stage. There was one musician (laughs) and it sounded like a lot of musicians, but they weren't there. It was all sampled. Um, Uh. And I'm just like, but I, you know, if the electricity went out, nothing happened. Well, here's happens. the question. Like, it, it just didn't... <laughs> right. Like, I'm not into
0: it. Here's an interesting... Here's here's an interesting concept. I used to think... That's a Bupkis concert, too. Um, if, though... If, though... They go, hey... We know it's a concert. And we know you're here live. We know uh-huh. we're not playing this music live... Other than going... Boop, and press and play. Right? Then... Our job is to put on some sort of physical spectacle to match the music. So we're like the EDM concerts and that kind of oh, shit. Light shows and stuff. Are incredible. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that I'm impressed with Oh hell yeah. that. I'm like, you know what you guys really, you saw where you're, sh- you're lacking and you went, mm. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I am just pressing a button. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's give them a laser light show. Yeah, That's right. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I dig that.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. The live thing, like I was saying earlier, is never going to go away. And in fact, I think become more valuable, uh, an incredible skill, AI be damned. Uh, And like AI is always going to be a, uh, what's it called? Um, Is always going to be stealing material.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so. It is. It's like. Well, that's what's so interesting, too. And people were like, it's. When people go, it's sentient. I'm like, bro, it's never going to be sentient. Yeah, There's there's no such thing as a sentient thing that's trained on data models. It'll get so good at reading the models, but it'll be reading models. That's what it is. It's search and deliver. Whereas our brain, our brain, scientists, it, it... Scientists now can train and plug an, an AI to do and then train it to do exactly what it wants. The storage, the electricity, we know where it's coming from. In our brain, we can kind of be like, kind of, this is where we think some of this stuff comes from right here in this frontal lobe. You're like, well, where's uh, where's his ninth grade memory stored? Yeah, yeah. Touch it. I I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. But if I got a motherboard in which the AI lives, and I built that, I'm like, well, there is the processor, right there. If I unplug this, the whole thing, it's gone. If I plug it back in, it works. Well, what if I just touch this part of this brain? Does you know? Does do his twenties disappear? We don't know. Yeah, it's insane. We don't know. Yeah, because it's not necessarily. There's another level of that. So that's what sentientness is. It's the shit we can't do. This is only as good as we can do. Yeah. Yeah. There's and every, every time someone's like, like, oh, what is it going to, it's going to do something evil, right? It's going to be so smart it can do something so evil. I'm like, uh, are you so stupid <laughs> that you can't understand that if it's smart enough to do something that evil, then There's somebody smart enough to ask it to do the opposite. Yeah. Right. That's called that's called the God quandary. Can God make a boulder so big he can't move it? Right. Mm. If AI is so smart that it can come up with the most incredible scheme to damn us all. Then it can also we could ask it how to stop that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they're worried okay, that but, it's like it's not that smart but it is already capable of fooling a lot of dummies. Oh, yeah. like oh, like the deep fake oh, believe the me. deep fake situation is a problem if you know people can be fooled real easy and I think that is the scary part is like all right uh somehow we got to get people to not be so stupid and that ain't going to happen quick.
0: Boy, I think you just hammered so hard down on the nail with one swift (laughs) stroke on that one. Oh, they're every once in a while. I forget (laughs) that the bell curve of humanity is like, Oh, dumb is so much of us, you know, so many dumb so much. And so, and, and right. So like, if it's a, if it is a bell curve, right. Then over here is intelligence, right. Right. Sloping yeah. down this side, going up, <laughs> and down over here is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you're like, so this is, mo- oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. So much of our problems because <laughs> this is the this is the, boss of the and it's rolling
1: down the hill towards the smart people, and they're like, stop it, stop it. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Turn it off,
0: <laughs> dude. Every year, idiocracy gets more and more like a documentary, and the voiceover at the beginning of it is just more and more. You know, he's like, "And people who you know, with higher intelligence just decided it wasn't smart to bring people into this <laughs> world." You know, and you're like it's
1: it is I, it is nuts, man. It is nuts, and then like seeing like uh, international shit just makes me crazy. Like, like seeing the saber rattling bullshit uh, and like the whole <sighs> it's just like, oh my god, what? Like everybody yeah. needs to do something. Like everybody needs to go chill the fuck out for a minute.
0: Oh my god! Like, yeah, what are you guys it's... doing?
1: How would you control everything, even if you could? Why do you want to? I don't give a shit what my neighbor that does. Is...
0: I can. You could not be more. uh, You're. We're. We're really hovering over the whole essence of the problem, (laughs) which is, which is FOMO. You know, like that seems to be. I. I think you have it so much better. You know, my opponent, my enemy, my neighbor has it so much better than me. They must have it so much better than me, and I'm going to make rules or rules over you to make sure that you. Can't do that shit anymore. W- you can't make me feel like that. It's so
1: crazy. It's so crazy.
0: I mean, that feels. It feels like that's what the essence of it is. Like, you have too much. We 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 want too much. <laughs> you know. Like, have you ever heard that? I, I I can't remember in which psychological um play study or wherever this happened. But I remember being told that. A group of relatively, you know, average Americans were told, and this is just Americans. This could be anybody, I suppose, because Americans are sampling everybody else. Is you could say that they were asked, "Would you take half a million dollars in cash?" But the only caveat is the person in your inner circle of friends who you hate the most is going to get 5 million. The percentage of people who said yes to the 500,000 was so low that it was staggering Wow! that they would like, Nope, I'd rather screw myself then see somebody I hate get it wow. because they could all be like, well, who are we talking? We're like the person who disagrees with you politically who's married to the person you love and you're like, oh, meet damn. Yeah, and you know, like even turn it up worse. They'll feel like they did it because they're good and smart and you'll only get 500000 because you're dumb, but it'll be enough to solve all of your problems. Yeah. You know, out of debt. Out of you know financial trouble, a little nest egg, yada yada. Still didn't matter. People would rather. And here's another so, uh, social experiment. This one's this one's lookable. You can like search this one. It was called the the game of cheats. Um, everybody in a circle of ten was given ten dollars, and the 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 scientist was going. All right, here's the deal, everybody. You guys are all put your heads down so you can't see in the center of the table. And then when I say go, you'll have 30 seconds to put as much money of your $10 in ones into the middle of the table. When I say stop, everybody looks up. No one sees who put the money in there. I will double however much money is in there and then deliver it out to everybody. That round, those rounds will go as long as you want this to go. That is the game. There is no other rules. The game never went more than three rounds. Wow! Because one person after the first round inevitably would be like, "Oh, I'll just keep my ten dollars." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won't put it in there. Yeah. So that it doesn't, they'll double it. But if I hold on to it, the the money gets doubled anyway. They hand it over to me. Now I've got double. And somebody goes, "Hey, somebody cheated." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the second somebody says somebody cheated, we go. Stop the game. Yeah. It's over. We're not doing this shit. I'm not doing it if they're getting more money. Yeah. Well, you don't have to ask. Well, I want to know who does it. Well, we don't have to tell you. That's the rules of the game. Well, I'm not playing the game. Eh, game's over. Yeah. yeah. People would rather not have good things if somebody has more of the good thing. So crazy. Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah. It's so crazy. fucked up, man. <laughs> it's fucked
0: up, man. I don't, you know... <laughs> It's aggressive. Will not stand, Walter.
1: <laughs> Dude, I love that movie so much. I love that,
0: movie bro. So I, much. Every time I drive by that Ralph's on Sunset Boulevard <laughs> in Hollywood, I I always want to go in and write a check for you know a little a little milk that he. Did you hear the oh, theory I,
1: that uh, uh, Donnie is a ghost? Oh, no. That only No Yeah Donnie's a ghost That only Uh Uh Fuck Walter, Walter can Walter see. sees Yeah And the dude just goes along with it He's like a Nom A nom Buddy Yeah
0: Oh no Yeah, yeah. Oh so he's like Thank you Donnie yeah. <laughs> yeah Oh so Walter was like Walter would be like uh, and, uh, dude, Walter says your phone's ringing. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, he's just, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Donnie. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Donnie. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, okay, great. It's the most priced receptacle. <laughs> Where's the Ralph's? <Rouse?" laughs> oh, shit. You just blew my mind. Yeah, I read that
1: the other day and I've been wanting to watch it again in that with that in mind the whole time. And it's just like, Oh man, that's such a good, Oh, they actually
0: did that. His name never he, says Donnie on his shirt either. And, he,
1: and the dude never talks directly to him. I think there's, there's something like he's never addressed directly.
0: No, only Walter only does Only
1: Walter addresses him directly.
0: Yeah. Only Walter does. Oh.
1: Isn't that good? I don't care if it's true. It makes it really fun. And it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I love that
0: so <laughs> much. Yeah. I love that so much. Now, I, 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 I had a, a hit on TikTok um, with a video, which was me just pontificating about Back to the Future in the same way. Like, oh, yeah. oh man, what? <laughs> I know they're not going to remake it. But if they remade it today, they'd go back 30 years. And I was like, when he first went back, he was walking around like, oh my God, this place is so creepy. 1955, right? And I was like, oh, and he's listening to Mr. Sandman. Yeah, yeah. Bring me a dream. Well, I'm like, wow. If he went back to 1993, there was also a famous song about Mr. Sandman that was popular about that time. And I was like, oh, they'd go back and listen to you know enter sandman instead of mr sandman and enter sandman and people got so pissed <laughs> Really? They you you can't you know like either they would get like really you can't you can't say that or they'd be like <clears throat> Enter Sandman came out in 1991
1: and <laughs> I'm like oh my god you would have heard it in 93 easily
0: That's exactly what I was saying and then I had to, I actually had to go back and be like, you know what? Guess what? Mister Sandman came by the Contrails or whatever the whatever came out in 1953. Yeah, he went back to 1955. How's it still on the radio? Sometimes they play hits and go with me on this <laughs> that are more than 365 days old. Oh my God! You know, a lot of time still on the radio. Ass face, McGee.
1: So it'd be present day. Marty goes back.
0: Right. So, if he went back right hmm. he'd go to 1993 right and so like uh, what would that be uh, it would be uh, a playstation right you yeah, know that would be yeah, the thing he'd play
1: Illinois or something middle of the country Hillen-
0: hit- 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 no Hidden Valley uh, Hilldale California
1: oh, so it is a California
0: okay. it- yeah yeah California yeah uh, I mean, because I've seen the set out here and right, they were right. all the stuff looked very Californians, you know, maybe I'm assuming. God, now I don't Now I don't know. But yeah, that's yeah. And uh, I, I also made a, a series of videos. So I was like, well, it'd be a shitty it'd be a shitty car from just a few years ago that he could get cheap and put a lot of crap on it. And everybody would be like, "That that's a stupid car if you're going to make a time machine. What would that be? Because it's not a DeLorean, that's 1985. So what's a car from a few years ago or around this time that's really stupid? <laughs> I can think of only two, two or three, right? I can think of like that. What was that uh, Plymouth? Uh, Plymouth um, PT Cruiser? The PT Cruiser. I think it's a PT Cruiser. Because right? <laughs> you could barely get it up to 88 miles an hour, right? <laughs> and then I was like, or the Pontiac Aztec. Ooh. Too futuristic, Right. Because
1: if you though. saw that... That's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you
0: go. There you go. I like it. I like
1: it. Dude, we got to write this.
0: I know, I well, you know. You don't even have to the use the, the
1: old goes. version. You could just literally redo it. But you're going back to 93. Same story, (laughs) but modernized because those movies are impossible to watch. My kids can't watch them. I mean, that's why remakes are happening, but they're not, none of them go hard enough at comedy. Like, there's been a real dearth of that, I think, since like old school and stuff like that now. I haven't watched them in a while. Maybe they don't hold up anymore. I remember old school had a lot of like really crazy misogynistic bullshit in it. Oh, sure. Everything did. But here's, so could you do it
0: here's, again? Here, here's, here's what I think people don't... People are so scared of the outcome of, of, of uh, boycotting. And what I was just talking about the other day, why some things can be said still on television, why they can't or why some people get away with some things they can't. And there's just two reasons in my head. One is, A, Seth Rogen said, if we know you really don't mean it, then we let you say it as in we know your heart. If, if you say like, if you built with your bare hands, like Jimmy Carter, right? Houses for the poor. And then they're like, Jimmy, Jimmy, what's the worst part of your day? And he's like, poor people. Am I right? (laughs) Then we'd be like, ah, Jimmy. Right? Because we know, you're a goddamn saint, <laughs> Yeah right? Yeah. He could say he could say that, but if you're like, <laughs> if Donald Trump was asked the same question, "Poor people, am I right?" You'd <laughs> be like, "Whoa, God. Uh, you know, like, there's the there's the heart thing, number one, and number two, as long as you don't make the hero the one saying the horrific shit, yeah. if the If the point of a story is kids are stupid, right? They were stupid. Like, you know, and that's what um, younger generations look back at teenage movies and go, oh, my God, these are horrible, like Animal House and and, um, American Pie. And they go, how can you justify this? And you go, because we're supposed to be laughing at how unethical and morally bankrupt we were when we were teenagers and we're supposed to be going only teenagers would live like that.
1: But dude, we were watching, this is what always blows my mind, right? With those movies. So the dude, John Hughes that wrote so many of those teen movies was like 45 or 50 when those movies came out. Right. He was talking about and painting a time of being a teenager onto a time that we were living through but like the sentiment of it was 20 years earlier, two generations earlier. And we grew up like that was the right shit, like that it was okay. Like, wow, we got fucked on that.
0: You just totally, you just totally, again, Matt, the, 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 the clarity in which you're seeing my past is is scary (laughs) because that you're right. The, the essence of, the proficiency in which that generation could make film and make it good, and make it um, relatable, and not just blah, blah, you know the old 50s style yeah. mass majority stuff. The the modern technology that allowed movie making to be God, that's me, you know. Yeah. Um, it it stunted us by twenty years. Easy because the people who were the people who were making it were twenty years older than us. Yep. And going, this is the way we remember our teenage years. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a second, you guys talked about race like that, but I thought we got past that race shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was such an interesting point when I was talking to um, some of the my my dad's generation, who's in their late 70s, early 80s now. Yeah, and and they were like, I remember hearing a conversation. And they're like, I remember the first time I saw somebody who was uh, black. Mm-hmm. First time I was like, you remember the first time you saw somebody? And they're like, both on television and in person. I was 18 when I saw somebody in person, and I was 14 when I saw someone on television. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Crazy. My first cognizant thought was, black people are my heroes, like on every level. My sitcoms were all black people. My, my athletes were all black people. Yeah. My musicians were. That generation was so far removed from my generation. And yet, yeah. the culture they were making talking about my generation was talking about us as if it was. That's an observation I didn't even notice until you just it's said. It's crazy, it. right? Like, Which is why the disconnect is so bad now. Yeah. You know, and then people and like parents like yourself who can see that. I don't know if you're a parent, are yeah, yeah, you a parent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the parents who can see it now are so different than the parents of our generation because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. This desk, it's really far. <laughs> this is, yeah,
1: dude, this gap, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're like, it is, it is so crazy. Uh, to think about.
0: I didn't even notice it until you just said it. Well done, sir. It's, uh, That's good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's bananas. I mean, raising kids in this and like, I want to show them the comedies I loved, but I'm like, right. you're not going to like this. Like I, I tried to watch mm-hmm. super bad with my daughter. I'm like this, you're they're not going to think oh. this is funny. Like you're not a 12 year old boy no. in the eighties that grew up on what I grew up on. Like, it's just not going to translate. What did
0: do, do your kids, did your kids watch uh star Wars? No, could give a shit. It's too slow. Like I was going to say, you could let them watch Spaceballs, but they don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they don't get like... Oh,
0: yeah. oh man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, that funny. Sucks.
1: it's funny. It's
0: like, funny. Um, it is funny.
1: What they, what they like now. What? You know what I did? I went the other way, Justin. My son and I mm. watch all kinds <laughs> of animated shit, and I fucking love it. We watch Bob's Burgers. That show is un-fucking-believable how good it is. Yes. And so, yes. and Gravity Falls was amazing. Like Teen Titans Go was amazing.
0: Yes. yes. So yes, like,
1: I, I just jumped into his shit and it is spectacular.
0: You, you know, it's, and, and, and this is such a interesting, uh, I always forget about it, but someone like you will bring it back into the, into my frame of mind, which is I'm always dumbstruck by culture, you know, like how is this happening? And then someone says something like that, like, yeah, but animation, I'm like, oh, I forgot. Everything's on a damn wheel, huh. all right? When everything is um, really absurd and, and angry in your life, everybody's at their throats, then, you know, it's funny satire and cartoons and stuff like that, that's really good. That's really hitting on all cylinders, right? Oh. And then when things are really, really good, there's no war, There's not as much social unrest. Everybody's kind of looking around going, we made it. We're okay. We love each other. Then everybody really loves dark, realist, sadistic. You know what I fucking don't like about these pansy ass mother, you know, and that's comedy. It's Steve Martin in the seventies was good because he was like an arrow through his head (laughs) in a time when you weren't sure if you're going to get your gasoline to get home. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know he's foo foo and whir, right and then look over here it's not nuclear war you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now we're back to it yeah i think we're back to it i think where everybody's so damn angry like they were at that 70s looks like a 50 year cycle maybe yeah. every 50 yeah. years or every 100 years it's about like a boy this seems familiar doesn't it
1: dude and i grew up idolizing carlin so mm-hmm. i'm just like we need people to talk. We need people mm-hmm. to talk. Like you watch what Carlin said in the seventies, eighties and nineties. He was fucking dead on. He was way ahead, yep. but he was right about everything. And you're just like, God damn it. Like we need these voices so badly.
0: He's, he's such an. the reason why he is the unfettered greatest. Okay. In my, in my humble opinion is he was the first one to look at all the branches of comedy and go. I'll borrow a little bit from everywhere and kind of give you a little bit of everything because I know my audience won't listen to just one thing. Yeah. They'll want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So he'd be a little bit of like a little bit of rhyming, a little bit of timing, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of scat, a little bit of bat. You know, and then it so be the people who like the silliness, and then he'd be really angry and cutting and you know vindictive, and the people who were like yeah they liked that. And then he'd do characters and impressions. yeah. You know, fucking, so that he'd have another group of people that he was really on point with. And then at the end, he would be extremely kind. He'd be like, but don't worry. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to pull this train into Shining Time Station. Yep. <laughs> Just a big old train conductor toot toot. We're all going to die. You know, like, so and it's just like, yeah, but he was doing all of us. He was like, I'll take from everything. And he had that, that should be what you're doing. You should be looking at it going. Huh? What a spectacle. Yeah. And not taking it too seriously.
1: Yeah.
0: And the more you, just what you just said, the more people we have talking the more you talk the more silly anything you're talking about sounds
1: yeah
0: cuz you're like what are we doing <laughs> are we still doing this <laughs> i once had a fight with a roommate that i loved to fight with cuz he used to get so mad <laughs> and my fiance at the time was watching and she was like please stop fighting please. and we were and we got down to the fighting that was i kid you not He goes, There are just some things that are unarguable. They are called facts. One plus one is two. And I go, Unless there's a negative integer. (laughs) Negative one doesn't actually exist. It's it's an absence of one, but we can still add negative one plus two. So one plus or one negative one plus uh, positive one isn't necessarily two, is it? (laughs) And he's like, What are you doing? I just told you one plus one equals two, and you're still arguing about it. And I said, right, because my point is we can argue about anything and your point is we can't. So as long as I continue to have you do this. (laughs) You win. I win. And he went. (laughs) And was so mad that he just threw something against the wall because he knew if he said anything else, he he could win by walking away. But (laughs) it was like, I but oh uh, it was so. That's amazing. That's it. That's that's the essence of <laughs> that's the essence of why we became you know comedians because <laughs> we're assholes.
1: Oh my god, dude! This has been so much fun.
0: Uh, it's a real pleasure, man. When uh, are I do uh, is this happening live? Are we doing it live, or is this uh, going out some sometime soon? No,
1: I'll put it up in a couple days. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm in uh, I'm in uh, Seattle, Bellevue, Washington, August sixth. And uh, if you are anywhere near the Bellevue, Seattle, Tacoma area, please uh, visit me on the social medias at my last name, the rubble. T H E R U P P L
1: E. Tickets are available at my links. It will be up well before that, so we can maybe drive. Uh, yes. Some people, I, I I definitely. It's you know what's amazing is the podcast um, like stats and everything, you can see where people are. Oh, wow. That's pretty dope. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Like it's like a tour guide. Like that's the thing is like, I tell comics all the time. I'm like, if you have a good podcast and you build your following, you know, the towns where people are, go to those towns. Like you'll crush it. You know what I mean? Um,
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It just takes discipline it's yeah there's something part there's some part of it comedians especially have to get past which is yeah. Uh, uh, promotion feels like promotion or something like that no 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 think of it as I just want more people at our party dude I you're just trying to get people to your party
1: I cannot recommend to comics a podcast more like don't give a yeah. rat's ass if people download it it doesn't matter you are practicing your skill Especially if you are lucky enough to talk to a comic, like holy shit, the material that comes out of a podcast, like you, like this is your job, this is your art. Oh,
0: look, like, you, you have you have made five points in this podcast alone that I am expecting to see be the framework <laughs> for material that you have later, because uh, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be damned. There was so many points in this cast that I am going to go back and be like, no, 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 that's. That's pretty smart, Rob. I don't know how you came up with that. that was, uh, I turned into Jason Bateman right there. I, I don't know how you came up with that sport, but I'm really happy.
1: For
0: you, okay? Why don't you go and uh, practice in the corner? See so if you can come up with something new. Why don't you knock those two brain cells together? Come back, sit down. Dude, did
1: you watch their podcast a- show?
0: All of it. Every so minute fucking of it. Good scintillating oh my god (laughs) scintillating will arnett sean hayes and and jason bateman together will just being the glutton of life what what does it matter if i would have that i'm gonna have it (laughs) shut the fuck up jason i don't give a shit oh oh skeletor has got a problem (laughs) that's a good arnett dude yeah yeah skeletor How about a guy who's going to live a little bit longer? Okay. I can hear you getting fatter. That is so You're good. slowing us all down. And Sean's just like, I love both of you boys. I
1: don't, Dude, that is so good. I don't even
0: know. Oh <laughs> every episode.
1: It was so funny. They <laughs> them just shitting on each other. Every chance they could get. It was amazing,
0: bro. I, I just love the sincerity. It's like, Will is like watching a nine year old boy. Who has been told like he just got like he came back from a coma? Yeah, and you're like, and you're trying to scold that nine year old. He's like, "What? <laughs> it's a cupcake. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna have cupcakes anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I'll do extra sit ups. Who gives a shit? I mean, God, <laughs> he's
1: always in a bit. It's so good.
2: Right? It's <laughs> so good.
0: And he's so quick to react with the deprecation. <sighs> and Sean is just one of those immensely talented humans. Yeah, Like when he was playing Rhapsody and Blue Yeah, on the
1: piano. He's a beast on You're the like, piano. Yeah.
0: I am sorry. That's Gershwin. Yeah, he's you unbelievable at the piano. incredibly talented, charismatic, enigmatic, <laughs> you know, like, just, hi, I'm just over here in the corner. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, you just have a good time. I'm probably more talented than both of you combined. You know, like
1: unbelievable dude.
0: it's so, <laughs> so funny. good
1: did you like get the sweats when tegmark was on stage and they kept cutting to the audience hating it and falling to sleep i was like oh my god oh my god Bro. i was like he's bom-. like they are just bombing like holy oh. shit and, and the great. worst is it but not yeah that. it's
0: like you, you can't force it you can't force it either oh my god and plus they were paying like a hundred dollars a ticket because they just you know i, I don't think they understood In the conversation conversation's great that's not the problem It's that they want to see stars yeah there is there is something to i don't like it when people say that celebrityism or, or, or you know stuff like that is is useless what it what it is is a marker that you are connected to a bigger thing than you yeah. if suddenly you're in an elevator with somebody from an oscar-winning film That means that person occupies the same space as you. You exist in their realm. They exist in yours. You're part of their life and they're part of yours. And that is what it means. It's fuck the celebrity gossip, all that shit. What it means is you're both real. You can both have an effect on each other. I can reach out and touch you. So when they were like, well, you know, it's a good guest. Yes. But you can get celebrities. Let these people have that. Yeah. And I'm not gonna poo-poo that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is I'm like and that's why I get a little upset at comics who are like, you know, I won't join into the the milieu and become a select. you kinda kinda have to. Because if you want to do live stuff, which is where that's where this all comes back to yeah. uh, as we as I gotta land the plane and go um, <laughs> watch my <friends>. um, <laughs> Or uh, bachelor, bachelor Um <laughs> I, I get an hour and a half.
1: I understand, dude. I got to get back to the kids. Uh, I have. I could talk to yeah. you for hours, dude. This was awesome.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sorry I put it off for so long. This, but that. This is. This is one of the reasons why I did. Because I'm like, dude. We could get. If I get on the phone with Matt and have a conversation, the whole battery will drain. <laughs> it'll be five hour chunk. <laughs> You're just so good at this. You're such an easy conversationalist, which is lost hmm. these days. I appreciate that. You know what man. I mean? I
1: Appreciate that.
0: Well, it's it's an art, and it's um, it is your your kids your kids will be the the highlanders that carry it forward. <laughs> uh, let's hope you know, so. because in the begin in the beginning, they won't like it. They'll be embarrassed. The dad just won't shut up. But you know what I mean. <laughs> later on they'll be like ah i have his i have his gift dude i i i am.
1: i'll leave you with this i was talking to my buddy about like eventually having conversations you know honest conversations with my kids about my stance on uh, you know drugs and stuff and you can Everything. see this sticker yeah. you know support psychedelic science like if you Attaboy. if you google me i was on the board of maps like i have studied this shit like i like <laughs> Uh, yes. So I'm like talking yes. to my my buddy about like, man, I'm worried about having this conversation. He's like, "They're gonna Google you, dude. Like, it's over."
2: <laughs> I was
1: like, "Yeah, shit."
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh my god, I
0: never even thought about that. Our parents were like, "When am I gonna tell them?" Yeah, and your your kids are like, "I've already looked it up." You told me on your MySpace page. Yeah, I can't be of any assistance.
1: Like, I am useless.
0: Like, Bro, but you know what? Just like we were saying about the 20-year difference, they were building a false narrative of what was really happening by telling these stories. You can't. Yeah, no. You can't build that. You are authentically the parent you are. You're living it in front of them. Yep. There's no veil that can be put over it, you know. That's why I'm I'm kind of laughing in the face of so many people who told you to. There's these two lives you can live, you know, and then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, there are a lot of OnlyFans moms yeah. who bought the whole block.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you're like, what happens when the kid Google's it? I'll tell you what happens. They're using their MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> Driving to school in the Ferrari That mama bought (laughs) 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 Do you want to ride in the Ferrari? I don't know You can work in the factory (laughs) if you'd like You know Like it's fine (laughs) right, It's been a pleasure man Thank you so much for having me on the cast I can't wait to be on again Anytime Anytime
2: of skin.